there, Sue. <laughs> Episode 308. We had a false start. That's all right. We're back. Well, yeah. There was an I'm incident. still feeling great. <laughs> Episode 308. <laughs> How are you today? Are you really feeling great? Just can't wait. Mm-hmm. You know I know you know. I'm excited for you. You revealed to me uh, the other day that when you go away... You're going to go dog sledding. Yes, I am. I'm super excited. I mean, that's I think when this great. episode airs, I will be on a dog sled. Wow. I saw that yesterday trending, Blair Braverman, one of our book club authors, <gasps> had uh, crossed the finish line in the Iditarod. Oh my God. People were very excited. She was trending because that's I didn't awesome. realize this was her first Iditarod. Really? Yeah, I guess so. And oh uh, it took God, her 13 that's days. That's badass. It goes 1,000 miles. It's unbelievable. Damn. Think about how in sync you have to be with those dogs. I really I don't understand how it all works and what makes it... Like, what do you think is involved? Because you read her book and it was your book yes. club pick. Yes. Welcome to the Goddamn Ice Cube. What? What is the sort of thing that makes it really hard besides the weather oh my gosh well you have to develop as she puts in the book this really strong working relationship with the dogs and they have to know that you're the alpha Mm -hmm. so you have to be very like how you deal with you know the hierarchy of the dogs how you deal with their food and feeding and then i think there was something i remember a part of the book where she had to be really strict with a dog and she almost didn't want to do it but then Mm. you have to and they fall in line and you know yeah so i think it's the personalities of the dogs you have to be really calm i would imagine and this sounds stupid, but on the sled, do you have to carry all the food for the whole time? Yeah. How do you yeah. pa- carry that much food for that many dogs? Oh, that's a really good question. Is there another sled that has all that? I don't know, Suze. That's a good detail. Like, but I feel like you can probably fit a lot more than you think on those sleds. Yeah. You know, they're bigger than they Because it's like look. a full sled, and then you're just standing behind it, and then they yelling stop. "mush, mush." <laughs> Why do they say that? I have no clue. It's just tradition. Yeah, who knows what the word is. At night, they stop and like just sleep in the snow, or what? I think so. I mean, I would imagine they find a spot, but that's crazy. Yeah, I want whatever jackets those dogs are wearing. I did hear though, not one of Blair's dogs, but another dog who completed the Adirondack died of pneumonia. Oh, which is very sad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Speaking of which, I wanted—I—I I saved this article. I have to find it because I was like, "Oh my God! I have to talk to Susie about this." Did you hear about all of the horses that are dying at Santa Anita Parkway? Yeah, what what's going on there, dude? What is going on? I couldn't believe it. I was watching a news story and they were like, 20 horses died this season." Yeah. That's insane. But they don't know why? Yeah, they're doing like investigations on the park and on the soil and on the conditions and everything, thinking that maybe there's something, you know, but could you imagine this sport where you're racing horses? Like, what are they doing to, I'm I'm thinking maybe they're doping them or something to making up that, why are so many horses dying? Right. Well, it's one of those things where I'm like, why are the horses dying? But then also, 
I'm actually surprised more don't die. I mean, I, when they when I listen to this now, it's up to twenty two. Wow. I mean, it's crazy. And now the the L.A. district attorneys are investigating it. Yeah, they got to get involved in that. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. this is crazy. Like to to think that we're that this is this is like one of those things that's been around for so long, and then we should probably stop and go. Wait a sec. Is this thing? Is this even okay to do? <laughs> right. You know. And there was something about Landon was telling me that there was some stud, some horse, who's like to to be impregnated by this horse. If you like get his stuff, it's mm. like something like. Two million dollars or something crazy, like oh, for really? each studding, like the stud fee. Yeah, it's that's some valuable like, sperm. Yeah, they should call that guy Pete Wentz or what's his name? Pete? Oh my god, that's so funny! Talk about BDE. <laughs> Wait, what's his name? Pete Davidson. Davidson, thank you. Yeah, Pete Wentz. No way. Yeah. he doesn't have BDE. Oh my gosh. Oh Jeez. man. Yeah. Wow. Well, I hope they sort it out because that ain't right. I mean, they're, these horses are making like $20 million a year. I'm not kidding, on their breeding fees. Wow, good for them. Yeah. I feel like I should charge like that. Well, yeah. I mean, you got some good... Uh, <laughs> got some good eggs up in there? I good don't know. eggs. Yeah, or maybe, maybe it's your husband say. who's got that good... I know, your kid's turning into quite the athlete, so there you oh, go. God. I don't know what he's turning into, but it's not good, whatever it is. Susie's like, I tried everything to make him whatever <laughs> else, and he turned into a jock. Ugh. I mean, like, he is so bad and gets such bad reports at school. And constantly we are getting notes from the teacher like, Lincoln says learning is boring. Oh, my God. It's ter- I am a terrible ambassador of my own brand. You know what? I, I remember days when, when, I, when I said learning was boring too. And it was just because I was bored. Because it wasn't fast paced enough. So maybe he's so smart. He just can't handle first I don't grade. know. I don't think that's it. I think he probably has a learning disability. But like my theory is if you're bored, you're boring. Like not in your case. But well, yeah, there, that was, that's some Nietzsche quote. Oh, Really? Yeah, boredom well, is. Oh, let me see. Let's see if I can look it up. Um, it's like something about like boredom is the ultimate. Nobody with a brain should ever be bored, or like boredom is a sign of stupidity, or something like that. Yeah, and so but, I get really mad at him. Like I don't mind anything except laziness, and yeah. that's what really burns me up is that he doesn't try. So I mean, anyone with a family knows like. Man, it's like I can't get it right. I really well, feel like that. Well, but I don't can it, does anybody? I mean, I think they just go through phases, you know. Kids have know. it's it's just like the personality and you're learning a whole bunch and I I mean, I don't know any parent who has a child in god any age where they're like things are great, everything's perfect. There's always something. Okay, but like I have to volunteer at the school now all the time, basically as a ruse because I'm really observing him. But mm-hmm. I have to pretend like I'm volunteering, <laughs> and um, like I see the other kids, yeah. and no, they're not perfect, but they are doing what they're told. <laughs> mm. He's a fool. He acts like a fool. A fool. 
A fool, a fool I tell you. <laughs> well, anyway, you know, but you don't, you don't do you have do you have behavioral problems with him at home? Not like that, no. Yeah, no. see, I think maybe uh, some of these other kids get it at home. Oh, really? That maybe they're naughty and maybe get in trouble or, or I don't know which is better to be honest. You know, who knows? Well, the, the kids will be the death of me, I'm telling you. Uh, d- what are the comments from like on the report Does, has he had a report card yet? Oh yeah. Like he doesn't they, stay on task. He, I think oh. he has a learning disability, and so as a result, he acts out. Oh yeah, because that's how Jordan was too. Yeah, it's not yeah. unusual. And now but, he's in a, a, he's getting straight A's in an engineering program. So you know, yeah, don't, 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 uh, don't I won't count quit out. yet. Don't quit. That's the worst part about being a parent. You can't really quit. Yeah, definitely not. I mean, you can, but <laughs> kind it's of in uh, it for definitely the long haul. Yeah. By the way, I read this article that I will tell you about after I tell you about how you can save your memories, which is through Legacy Box. And if you guys haven't done this yet, it is time. If you have film reels from 1971, like freaking Wonder Years over there, or like if you have VHS tapes from your childhood, all those videos of your parents watching you not be like my kid... Um, you need to digitize them and enjoy them. And so they don't just collect dust in your closet or your attic or your basement. Um, they really are a nice gift for your parents, for your grandparents, anybody that has old, um, outdated media that you want to get digitized and finally enjoy. There's never a better time to digitally preserve your memories. Visit LegacyBox.com today to get started. Plus, for a limited time, they're offering our listeners an exclusive discount. Go to LegacyBox.com brain to get 40% off your first order. Go to LegacyBox.com brain and save 40% today. Get started preserving your past. I had read an article about how different... Um, ethnicities or I guess races um, treat the gifted programs differently. Oh, okay. And I was surprised to hear it. Oh, um, lay it on me. Uh, well, most schools have these gifted programs. Sometimes they're called like gate or whatever. And, I don't um, want to brag, but I was in it. Yeah. And <laughs> I bet your mom was very supportive of you being in it. Yeah. But it says that oftentimes parents of color are not as enthusiastic about it. Um, and often don't even want their kids to be tested for it, which I was I found interesting. Huh. Well, let's um, think. Why do they say why? They were theorizing some ideas. This was an article in the Atlantic, and it was saying that you know they don't want their kid to be separated because oftentimes you have to go separately to do special things or get yeah. special treatment, and they don't want that. They want their kid to be totally matriculated into the general population of students mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and don't want them segregated, and I could see why they might bristle at that idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, but hmm. I would have predicted it was the opposite. That, but you know what? Because, like, I don't know. What do you think? Hmm. I mean, you if would, there's the... <sighs> Who knows? You know, I don't. Like, I, I think it's important to, you know, ask somebody from that community to to voice their yeah. opinion on it because we can just theorize. But, you know, I think that there is, and rightfully so, like a distrust of institutions. Yes. And I think uh, across the board, you know, whether that be medical or, or police or like law enforcement or school or education because ugh, history has shown that... They're getting screwed. Anytime they're like, hey, we'd like to do some tests on you. It yeah. hasn't really gone well. Yeah. 
So I can see that. Right. I To be honest with you, I really don't even like that they have gifted programs. Well, yeah, because it creates like an us and them. And I absolutely, as a child, felt like I was like, like I didn't have the, the awareness and the, the like the self-awareness and the, the, you know, whatever you want to call it then to, to understand that this doesn't mean that I'm any more special than the person next to me. I was like, I'm in the gay program and everybody can suck it. Yeah. Like I remember feeling a little entitled because of that. Yeah. And I think that's very common and I just don't see, I think that the cost outweighs the benefits of that program. Yeah. You're probably right. Um, And it reinforces a lot of the systemic problems you mentioned because IQ isn't just... Right. As simple as, oh, I was born and I have this IQ and that's the end. It's fluid and flexible and changes based on as something as simple as what you ate for breakfast that morning when totally. you took the test. And if you're underprivileged, you're more likely to be hungry and tired and, yes. All, and have worse. stress that then causes you to not be using the kind of brain, part of your brain where executive functioning takes, but there's some, oh, yes, absolutely. And furthermore, all it proves is that you're good at t- taking tests. Mm-hmm. I mean, cause that's, that's it. Yeah. So I'm you know? kind of annoyed at those programs and. And new, I have a friend, Jesse, shout out to Jesse. She's a brain candy brainiac who's uh, in a master's program for education right now and, and s- studying how to change the way that we test kids and she's studying like testing mm-hmm. like there's no formality like her first she was telling me that the first day of class like the professor asked them how did you learn how to administer a test how did you learn how to grade and none of them d- ever did mm-hmm. that there's no standard for grading it's just mm-hmm. the idea that oh, okay and so that's kind of what's happening she's saying that's what's happening in these colleges where you you have kids who come from a, a school that was uh, didn't receive a, as much funding, and you know maybe a lower SES neighborhood or area. And you look at the your teacher in that area, and you're reading all the papers, and you're like, "Wow, this paper is the best of this bunch." But yeah. then that that student then goes to a college where he's competing with a bunch of kids who, um, you yeah. know, it was at a different relative. level. Yes, and they're like, "Man, I can't keep up." And this was exactly what was experienced by the woman who wrote the book Calm Clarity that we had on the podcast a long time ago, maybe not that long ago, about a year ago. And she was talking about the same thing where she came from an immigrant family and grew up in a, uh, uh, what are they called? Like camps, like the... the Internment? Yeah. Yeah. Like she, like her, her family, refugee camps. Oh, refugee. Um, she grew up in a refugee camp and then came to the United States and then, uh, uh, just didn't have the kind of upbringing. She was not prepared, even though she got into Harvard. And she's mm-hmm. like, I'm ha- I can't deal with this and everybody else can. And so we're really like not preparing these kids well. And so my friend is, is looking at instead there being a, like a standardized, like under, like, this is where you start, like level one, two, three, and four. If like you need work, you know, up to I've mastered this skill. So whatever it is, whether it's a paper and you're writing a, like you're writing a paper, does this person have a thesis statement? Does this person have like back, like evidence to back it up? Does this have a, you know, conclusion and an intro or whatever, and to have like a standard so that these kids don't fall through the, the gap, you know? Yeah. 
Well, that was I, like a tangent, but still important I'll, to talk about. I think that I'm especially worked up about all of it because of like the re- latest scandal with the pay to play oh. uh, college stuff. Dude, yes. We haven't even talked about that on here yet. I'm so grossed out by it. Me too. It's messing up everything. Yeah. I mean, Tell it's me not what, surprising. Tell me what the you've heard and, and what your feelings are. Well, this is not news to anybody who's been on the inside or not. Like yeah. this is obvious that the whole world works on not being a meritocracy. It's just about how much money you have. Ugh, um, so gross. And But this coming out was especially disgusting to me. Just the, just the people that didn't get to go because of these clowns that want to like have a better Target sponsorship brand for their stupid Instagram or whatever. Oh, God. And that, I mean, just to hear, I can't remember her name, Olivia something, um, just Jade. talk about how she doesn't really want to go to school yeah. and she's not really going to try and she's more there for the partying. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, I'm so mad at this girl. Well, and step aside then and let somebody have your spot that really wants to be there and work their ass off to go and got rejected because their parents didn't pay thousands of dollars to get them in. And how about it's all the parents from Newport Beach and like right by where I live. Yeah, it's not good. It's awful. And you were telling me that one parent spent like $6 million. Yeah, there was like, I don't know which one. It wasn't one of the famous people, but... Some it said as much as six million dollars to get in, and I thought, whose kid is that? Good yeah. lord, you're done. You don't deserve to go. God. Yeah, you said it best. Susie was like, "What kind of dummy? Like, didn't need six million dollars to get in? I mean, geez, that person should not be in school." No, and it's just gross. And think of what we could do with that money. That's just makes yes. me mad. Of course, everyone's oh, mad about God. it. And we're all trying to get into school. There are people who really want to learn. And the pe- those people don't need, you know, it's like people need the education for like upward mobility. Yes. And these people do not need any more upward mobility. It's just posturing. Yeah. They're just posturing like this is what you do. It's like, mm. uh, you know, signal, status symbols. Or what's the word? Um, signaling. Yeah. Where oh, yes. Yes. Exactly. It does, it's not I- even about the education. It's just to say you did it. Yeah. I hate it. Oh, gross. I'm mad. I'm mad about it. And so they can, you know, and oh my God, people are going to be angry, but it doesn't surprise me that USC is the school that a lot of these parents wanted to. Why? I don't know. It's like, why? That's like the, there was a, I I heard some joke somewhere. It was like, how do you know if somebody went to USC? Don't worry, they'll tell you. (laughs) Why though? Why? Because I don't know. People from USC love saying they went to USC. That's just what I hear. Okay. I don't know. I didn't go there, so. <laughs> that's funny. But that's just like the joke. Oh, all right. Well, I mean, hey, if you get in honestly, good for you, and you can tell good anyone for you, you want. Yeah. But don't act like an asshole when your parents bought your thing. Do you think the kids knew? I think that most of them did because they had to pose for pictures on like freaking treadmills and rowing machines. Oh my god! To pretend like they were going to do rowing, and like. I read an article about how like the smaller sports like water polo and all these Mm -hmm. ones that most people don't play are like the ones that could do it because they just put, oh, so-and-so is a recruit for water polo and Mm -hmm. then they'll let them in even. And then, you know, they're not getting a scholarship. They're just getting accepted because of it. Ah, damn. You know, and as a a former water polo player who really wanted to go to 
to a big school to play water polo, I would have really liked that, and I would have actually been a player. You got gypped. I did. But what is not a jip is Beta Brand dress pant yoga pants that Sarah loves mm-hmm. and I love. Um, these are the comfiest, work-appropriate clothes, but they don't look like what you think that means. They look good and they feel good at the office and they don't wrinkle. They're, they're like truly like wearing yoga pants, but to work. I can't emphasize this enough. They have all different cuts, boot cut, straight leg, skinny, cropped. High-waisted. Uh, high-waisted. I always get those, as you know. Um, yep. All different colors, and then they get seasonal ones, limited edition. But if you get a new job or if you just are graduating yourself and want to be professional, these are such a great option for you. Um, and they have such a great selection. That's why I started wearing Beta Brand dress pant yoga pants because I wanted to be comfy but look nice. And if you visit betabrand.com slash candy, all lowercase, Get 20% off of yours. Millions of women agree these are the most comfortable pants you'll ever wear to work. That's betabrand.com, B-E-T-A-B-R-A-N-D.com slash brain candy, all lowercase, to get 20% off your dress pant yoga pants. And you can say it too like I do, dress pant yoga pants. Perfect for like teachers or people who like work with kids but have to look like I think about me when I'm like working or like our friends, uh, uh, listeners who work in like a... Uh, they're like social workers and work with kids and stuff like that. Like you have to sometimes get down on their level and, you know, play on the ground and you can't do that in some fancy pants. So (laughs) these are fancy, but also comfortable. Yeah. They look fancy, but you can like live in them. Yes. 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 Um, did you see on Samantha B the video that she did of the female animators who are sick of being sexually harassed? No, Mm. (gasps) but there's another group there. I can absolutely imagine. Oh, tell me everything. I mean, it was something like basically we already know, like the whole John Lasseter thing at um, yeah. oh, Pixar. Oh, my heart. Yeah. It's like that, but the person they're referring to is someone else. But one of them put in a Facebook group, like, this is what happened to me. And then, like, a bunch of them were like, yeah, me too. And, you know, it's hashtag me too for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but she just had hmm. them animate what happened and so it's a really cute oh cool segment that shows their talent but also tells a really sad story about how when you're in a male-dominated field oftentimes you're in that position that they're in where also it's a very juvenile kind of yes mindset like if you think that you're 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 catering to like the audience that's going to watch this you almost are in the kind of headspace that that teenage boy who's you know say you're an animator for some spider-man you know cartoon and you're dealing with all the guys who are like basically uh uh in this maybe a little immature yeah yeah what do they call those like stunted perpetuated uh uh adolescence or something yeah and yeah, when they there's were, a, there's a word for it, but when they were describing it, that was the exact thing that I thought of because they were joking about how they ended up having to meet in a Chuck E. Cheese parking lot. Yeah, and okay. One of them was like, "Yeah, animation's real classy," and I thought, "Oh no, I know what that is." Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a little, you you know, they're into kid stuff and yeah. not in a weird way, but just sort of like playful, yeah. and that's their job, and they have to be in touch with all that stuff. But the yeah. downside. <laughs> What is the word? It's something adolescence. It's like a, where like you're basically Perpetual. that age. It perpetual. 
Yeah, that's, yeah. Perpetual adolescence. Yeah, I totally am with you, Suze. And so I can imagine, you know, I kind of think about just the, the, you know, we always go back to this, just the, the, what it was like on the show Mm -hmm. and how that's, that even though these people are adults, they, they almost like regress to this like adolescent behavior just because of the environment and how like kind of brings that out or caters to that. Yeah. And so I'd imagine if that's, you know, you're like giggling at fart jokes all day and you're absolutely going to say something to the women that's inappropriate. Yeah. Mm, I'll put a link damn. to the video in the newsletter though because it's, yeah, I really it's fun watch to that. watch. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is a bummer, but at least this is cute. Mm-hmm. You know. Damn. Yeah. You got to do something to, to, you know, and that's, that she's so good at that of like making us laugh about it in a way that, that makes us think about it different too. Yeah, she's like the voice in my head. Yeah. You know, every mm. time she talks, and she's so snarky and sassy, but she seems yep. nice. I'm like, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that she's, that, you know, they didn't, she's, she's not like 20 something, you know, which is great. We love hearing from them too. But I like to see, you know, a woman who's like in her 40s, who's, Speaking of, you wanted to talk about that lady that's taken over late night. Oh, I'm so excited about her. (laughs) She's so badass. What do you know about her? Not much. And I just, uh, uh, oh, where did it go? I just text myself that, that info. Oh no, I I sent it to you. Um, but so I found, I saw this, like, I don't know where I saw it on like, Oh, on Vice. And it was um, talking about Lily Singh, who's, she's the new late night host who's taking over for Carson Daly. Mm-hmm. And thank God, because that show sucked. And I hope <laughs> she's going to do uh, uh, the New Year's, you know, ball dropping thing, because that one this year was a train wreck. What? So she, do you remember that when they did the, yeah. the New Year's Eve? Yeah. And it was just like so bad yeah where does this um lily the i know she's a youtuber but like what's she known for she's a canadian youtuber she's indian and she made all these hilarious you know she does like sketch comedy and interviews and stuff like that on youtube and they're so good they're so funny i watched this hilarious one um with hassan minaj that came out around christmas time that was a holiday gift guide for people with immigrant parents and it is (laughs) hilarious one of the best lines from it it was like you could get them the item they want and then it cuts to the mom who's like oh thank you and then it's like or you can get them a coupon for ten dollars <laughs> off the item they want and she gets the coupon she's like oh my god this is exactly what i no. wanted it was so funny talking about getting them empty yogurt containers because that's what they're going to use to store everything anyway <laughs> it's it's so good and so she's like and she's a queer woman. She's bisexual mm-hmm. and is very open about that. And I'm just like super happy to have, oh, she's just a badass. Like when you hear her, she talks like how, like, I feel like anybody I would be friends with would talk. Well, it makes me happy because I'm not, I'm not, I'm kind of a curmudgeon about the YouTuber thing. I'm always mm-hmm. like, who's this? Cause you know, I'm old and I'm like, I don't know anybody, but when you see people like those weird Logan and Jake Paul and then like last night on Twitter, this other YouTuber, Shane Dawson, was like having to say that he did not bang his cat. It's oh, a long Jesus. story. But it's like he's going viral because of this idi- this move that he's saying, oh, I didn't do this. And I'm thinking we need to be talking more about someone like Lily. 
Yeah. And hers, she was not, let's make it clear. So a lot of those guys are doing like vlogs where they're just like, look at my regular life. No, she's putting together sketch comedy. She's doing like, She's actually talented. Yeah. Like she's got, you know, bits and everything. and, And she, like, it's all, you know, she makes it quirky and awkward, but kind of go like, turns towards the awkwardness and it's it's all well produced and it's not just like hey here's a camera and me just like mm-hmm. being me it's she's smart she's talking about subjects like um different kinds of sex education and you should definitely check out the videos they're so funny at yeah. least we should definitely put a video a clip up of the in- immigrant parent holiday gift guide because i was <laughs> laughing i mean like, i don't even have in- immigrant parents but i am a frugal person and i feel like i would enjoy any of by the way, you just saying that you're frugal reminded me that we had a request um, from people in the Brain Candy Crush. They wanted us to do an episode where we just recommend stuff the whole time. Yes. Like, it doesn't Dude. have to be like just products. It could be anything, books, movies, whatever. Well, and, I have one I want to start with, okay. but go ahead. What's the no, rest of no, your going to say? No. This is going to sound like such a weird random one, but oh my God, it's my favorite purchase I've ever made. I bought a three, three, like compartment laundry basket, laundry sorter on Amazon. It is the best purchase I've ever made. I freaking love this thing. Tell me what you do with this thing. So first I bought, I went to the, like, I'm like, I'm going to get a nice laundry basket. But when we first moved in, I went to the container store that where stuff never goes on sale and it's like five (laughs) times what it should be. And so I bought this like nice laundry basket with like two sides that you can like take the bags out this piece of shit had like these little (laughs) plastic caps where if you every time you took out the bag you had to like replace the plastic caps which you were definitely going to lose and they i should have known better when they sell them separately at the container store like for when you lose them and so that was a piece of shit and i lost all of them (laughs) and i'm like what and i probably spent like 50 something dollars on it so what, I'm like, what I'm is this an, bag you're talking about though? Like a laundry bag? Yeah, like a laundry hamper. Okay, you know how okay. they have like different sections. You could put like your yeah, delicates you or you, when you take the bag out. Oh yeah, like they have. So they have like a cloth bag that it's okay. like a, a you know so you can like take it out. It's gotcha. drawstring, and you can take it to the dry cleaner or take it to the laundry room or whatever. Okay, but this, so it was like always falling apart, and I, every day I was like this stupid thing. I hate this thing. So I'm like, why don't you just get a new one? So I went on Amazon and I got this really nice like wheeled basket. I'm gonna put the link up because I am like it was like thirty six dollars. It's so good. I didn't think a laundry basket or hamper could bring me so much joy. What but is it the big does. deal about it? It's got these handles so you can take out each each little section, each little divided section. You could just lift it right out and take it right to the washing machine and dump it out. It's really great quality. And I'm like, man, I feel like everybody – I almost took a picture of it yesterday when I was like doing the laundry because I, I was like, this is such a great product. I was like going to go on Amazon and write a review and I never do that. So instead, I'll just talk about it on here. There you go. There's wow. my first product. So great I will put reviews. a link up because your laundry – situation will change wow and you know how you're all about uh, like streamlining and organization and and i was i spent so long organized like sorting laundry and landon was always like well i don't know which clothes to wash so you just are going to do it and i'll just fold them not anymore buddy because everything's like labeled and organized and there are different compartments for each thing so i'm like no just take the first bag because that's the that's the 
you know, hmm. workout. Second bag is the permanent press. Third bag is the whites. Easy breezy. I can't believe like, well, maybe it's me because I don't even separate my laundry. What? I do one load a day and I just throw it all in together and it's all fine. Well, what about the clothes that, that are like, you got to like hand wash or you got to, because they'll shrink and you got to do all that. I don't have a lot of those, but if I do, I just put the whole load on gentle and then, t- you know, don't put that uh, one thing in the dryer. Yeah. We got like Landon's workout clothes and mine too. You got to wash the, that shit on sanitary. What? Oh, sanitary. Yeah. I'm not putting up, getting a sweat going on. That's for sure. Yeah. We, we are over here. We're a sweaty household. So <laughs> all right. you got to wash things on high heat. <laughs> say no more yeah so now there you go that's my first thing wait mm. I, my first thing is bioclarity because Ooh, yeah. this face wash system is amazing and every so often i will go in my um photo archives and look at my before picture <gasps> to remind yeah. myself it's unbelievable when i you look know, now that you say that i haven't had it in a long time knock right. on wood it really for me has been life-changing because i have really problem skin and if I'm never going to show you my before picture, but take my word for it. It ain't pretty. But now I don't have that problem because this three-step program, BioClarity, is perfect for me because it's soothing, it's not abrasive, but it takes care of those breakouts, clears and calms your skin. And I mean, it's so important. It's embarrassing when you have bad skin. Yeah, I haven't even noticed that on you anymore. I know. It's a whole different situation going on. Wow, yeah. I use the clear skin routine because I have that problem skin, but it has changed my whole life. And if you want healthier, more radiant skin, go to bioclarity.com. Right now for our listeners, you'll save 40% on skincare routines plus an additional 15% off everything on their website. That's an incredible deal. But you have to enter our code BRAINCANDY at checkout. So go to bioclarity.com and get 40% off skincare routine plus an additional 15% off everything on their website when you use Brain Candy at checkout. No brainer. What's the second thing on your list? Do you have something else in mind? Mm, I'm trying to think of I what else would be I thought you were like coming my... out with a list here. Oh, I do know one thing that I actually, yeah, I used it this morning. Um, those microfiber uh, hair turbans. You love it. Love. People your are always been like, looking good too. It's the curls. People are yeah. like, how do you do your curls like that? And the biggest difference is using one of those microfiber towels to dry my hair. And what do you I like about like, it? Because it soaks up the water so fast and a regular towel fluffs up the cuticle of the hair. Yeah. So it makes it frizzier. Okay. And when you use the microfiber, it just absorbs the water without really messing with the the like hair shaft and, and like disturbing it. So I'm it doing says, that. It, it makes your hair so smooth and I'll just like use that, pile it on top of my head, throw a rubber band around it and let it kind of dry like that and then take mm-hmm. it down and it's like, boop almost dry, perfect curls, and it dries way faster. And because sometimes my wet hair, I would do my hair at like eight and it wouldn't be dry till like one o'clock or two (laughs) o'clock for real. And I was like, I'm done with that. Um, But I'll tell you a little trick to save a whole bunch of money because you can buy them like the hair ones for, Mm -hmm. you know, like $8 or whatever it is. Or you can buy the pack at, you know, wherever they sell like auto supplies of the chamois like the towels for cars that's what i did i bought a pack of like 12 of them for like five bucks and they're a little bit smaller so i bet i the only thing is check the size if you want to get a bigger one maybe they have bigger ones available but i got a whole bunch and i just keep them in my drawer and you know then you don't have to keep washing or reusing the same one and you can use those and you save a bunch of money 
Wow. I love yeah. these tips. See, this is why people are right. This would be a great episode because yeah. now I'm into this idea. Yeah, you should definitely check one of those out because I love that product. And that changed everything for me when I used one of those. I mean, I got to, I could wear my hair curly. All right. We'll That's really the, the only difference. That well, then we're going to prepare for our next episode. Let's prepare like a whole yes, thing. Yes, and make a whole... I'll just think about all the stuff that I love because there, there's a whole... And I want to hear after this episode, I hope it inspires other people to share with, with us their yes. favorite products so that I can, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't want to waste time just like trying things and then not liking them. So tell me what's I good. We'll tell idea. you what we like and it'll be an exchange of ideas. Um, we have not yet talked about the article that your mom sent to both of us about the man suing his parents for not getting his consent <laughs> to be born. Oh my God. Did you read the details of that? Yeah. Oh, I did not. Okay. <laughs> well, it makes sense because if my mom sent it, I wouldn't have read it. I was like, what is this? <laughs> um, Sarah's mom, Sally, sent this article about this guy. I think he's Indian, suing mm-hmm. his parents because they did not get his consent to bear him for him yeah. to be born. And he is amongst people who are in a group that refers to themselves as the anti-natalist movement. Oh, for Pete's sake. And he's literally suing them. And both of his parents are lawyers. So this oh, is going God. to be fun. So that's where he got the brilliant idea. Maybe. So what is he, what are the grounds? Like, is there even a case here? Because to me, it seems like, what, what was the option, buddy? Well, that's There wasn't what a place said. where they're like, uh, can you please sign here? I know. His mom was like, um, I encourage him to sue us because I would love for him to tell us how we could have gotten his consent. Yes. Before I birth. would love to hear that too. I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> well, Okay, besides it being ridiculous, which it clearly is, is there any part of you that's like, yeah, I get it? Nope, not even a little bit. Why? I do. Oh, God, you do? What? Haven't you, what you ever what? had one of those moments where you're like, I don't want to be here. I didn't ask to be here on this planet. It's not fair. Oh, yeah, but Never? nobody asked to be here. Yeah, I know, but like maybe some people like it here. Yeah, but like, <laughs> how do you even know? You don't know until you get it. And what I think he's saying is I just don't like how my parents raised me or I don't like whatever they were doing. And if that's the case, then get yourself emancipated. You could do that. No, he's an adult. Well, I understand, but like I'm pro- he probably had these <laughs> feelings stem from from childhood or something. Like there's something that he missed out on in, in childhood that he like wants to, I feel like what he's really trying to say is I'm lonely and I wish my parents were better parents. Really? Yeah. There's something Sarah. else here. There's ah. like a missing, a missing piece. Cause I, I feel like, you know, maybe they, as lawyers, I could just imagine maybe they put their jobs first. And Sarah, this felt, I don't know. I'm just, I, I'm just, I, I don't feel like this is a good argument. I feel like we need like, <laughs> you know, and then it, like my theory that I work with is all about identity and about um, like self-worth. And I feel like what this guy really needs is to build his own self-worth because then he'll feel like he has a place in this world and that's important. And I think that everybody does and they need to find that. And until you find that, you can have those feelings of feeling like, what does it all mean? Why am I even here? But when you know, when you found that self-worth, when you discover that thing that, that drives you, that you're passionate about, that you know, gets you up in the morning, then you are excited to be here. But you have to find that. Come on. 
I believe it. Sarah. What? I know what you're saying, and I think it's ridiculous that he's suing them. Yeah. And it's probably just silly and for attention and stuff like that. But I just thought you would understand the idea that everybody I thought had this moment every once in a while where maybe they're sad in general or just think life is terrible and mm-hmm. are like, it's a real load of crap that you get stuck here without any, you know, any choice of your own. Well, yeah, no? but I just, I, I, <laughs> I just feel like there's not an alternative. I mean, you're no. here. You've got <laughs> to make the know. best of it. Yeah, you know? right. Okay, okay. You, you got, it's like, here we are. <laughs> now what? You know, there's nothing that I'm, there's, there's, and you know, I'm kind of solution oriented where I don't, if there's, yeah, sure. You can think that way, but there's no solution there. Yeah, there's yeah, no, yeah. it's, okay, it's okay. a, you know, end of, end of thought, end of yeah, yeah. experience. And so I like to be a little more optimistic or hopeful about it. And yeah. if with that attitude, I'd be like, well, what, what kind of work can I do with him in, in, you know, in the <laughs> office? Well, I guess I'm just saying I've had those moments and it isn't because like my parents didn't do, do a good job or something. It's just because life is really hard. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Um, another fun thing is if you happen to be getting married, you can register on Zola, which is this one-stop shop for everything to do with love and weddings and wedding planning. And they have a system set up where you can do like a free wedding website, you know, where you put all the information about your big day, save the dates and invitations. They have registry and it's, they have a free, easy to use wedding planning toolkit and you can manage everything online in one place. So great for couples and for their guests because you can put everything they need to know right there, personalize it to make it cute and adorable and pictures of you and your partner and uh, answer like frequently asked questions like, can I bring kids to my wedding? And so Zola is such a great um, way to handle all the details of your big day. Plus you get to have people do group gifts or um, register for all the 500 top brands and you get 20% off remaining gifts on your wedding registry after the big day. So that's great. To start your free wedding website and also get 50 bucks off your registry on Zola, go to Zola.com slash brain candy. That's Z-O-L-A dot com slash brain candy for a free wedding website and 50 bucks off your registry. But you know, in kind of keeping with that theme, have you heard of this phenomenon? I don't know how to correctly pronounce it, but it's Hikikomori, and it means like the illness where you just want to lock yourself in your bedroom. Like a lot of men have this. Yes. Is this in Japan? Yeah. Yes. And that I, yes, I have heard about this. And I've heard about the women that they hire to try to get them out. What? So I, I watched this, I want to say it was on Vice or something, where it was about a woman whose job it is, like where they are and they're almost always men. And they're exploring, like, why is this happening? Why, okay. is this, why are we seeing this more frequently? And they're saying the, the, these two uh, uh, like conflicting ideas. So they have a collectivist culture where it's all about you know, the family and the community and saving face and making sure that you're doing the best for the group, for the whole competing with this emerging independent, like, uh, uh, individualistic Mm -hmm. Western idea Mm -hmm. where it's about independence and all that. And they feel like, where do I even fit in? 
and I don't know if I have the skills. And sometimes it's they've tried and and you know lost a job or there's been some sort of failure, and they just can't seem to you know. And also it's it's depression and yeah. and all that and call you know almost like calling it a different name um, based on the the symptoms. And so there are these organizations or groups or I don't know who hires them or where they started that are they're basically like in a way therapists who like go to their house and often they just are outside the door because the person won't let them in but they check on them they make sure that they have food they make sure that you know just to offer some sort of like handout some sort of um like reach reach Mm -hmm. to try to reach these guys and the story that I heard uh this woman ended up falling in love with him and then they ended up getting married why do you think it tends to be men? Hmm. Well, that's where I think it's those two worlds colliding of like thinking that the man is supposed to be the one to take care of everything. The man is supposed to be the head of the household. It's like this to- kind of like toxic masculinity. Like what, what does it mean to be a man? And if they feel like they don't fit that very narrow definition, mm-hmm. then it's like, what's the point? Why should I, why do I even need to be here? But what we really need to do is expand the definition of what it means to be a person or what a person can contribute and like help, once again, help those people find that thing that matters and where their identity lies and strengthen that. Yeah. It, it was a really fascinating article because on one hand, you, you probably as a reader feel this sense of, oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. Like, you know, life is hard, just buck up, you know, like, Mm -hmm. as you said, we're here now what? Mm -hmm. Um, But then on the other hand, it's clear that this is rooted in depression and obviously a larger cultural issues. And we see it also in the West with like incels and these guys that are mad because women don't want to date them. And so they like just go online and 4chan and like hang out online and Reddit. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's becoming a real problem. So whether you like it or not, we need to address it as a society that yeah i mean i think it's the toxic masculinity thing yeah because that fits for both you know how we define what a man is and then also we're pushing you know it's like everything we do have to look at at the hand men have been dealt you know and i i get it in many ways where it's like the 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 way that they've been uh like raised like the the how society treats them and what society says they should be and all these rules like the same as women we get them too mm-hmm. but you know it's just starting to we're starting to i don't know expand that definition or at least see recognize that not all men fall into this very narrow definition of what it means to be a man and if you don't fall into that then you're like well what the hell where do I fit you know and we see like it's much more acceptable for a woman to have more manly like yeah not like characteristics and behaviors and like you know wear pants and and you know kind of like play around with like a little more fluid with gender yeah and there's a, a wider we can we can travel further on the spectrum from like masculine to feminine, whereas men don't really have that freedom yet. Yeah. And once they get, we need to start giving them that of like, it's fine, wear nail polish, wear makeup, whatever you want to do, you know, not 
everybody is going to be like that, but mm-hmm. or whatever it means. Be emotional, be sensitive, cry. Maybe you don't want to be the breadwinner. Maybe you want to stay home and take care of kids. That's how it is. Like just ex- we don't. And what happens is when we say no for those men who do want to, you know, be the stay-at-home dads and take care of kids, and that's like they're what they really want in life, and they will meet a woman who wants a man like that, mm-hmm. you know, and we have to make that more socially acceptable because when you have a man who feels those wants and needs, but they're forced to in, into a different role, they're going to feel like they're faking it and they're going to feel like, you know, they're, like they're putting on an act and that is, that's what causes problems, depression, all these sad feelings. Do you ever see people like at the clinic who, um, struggle in these ways maybe not so extreme but yeah of course yeah. yeah 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 of course absolutely and it's mm-hmm. often really difficult when you have parents that are much older like mm. it's from a different generation or you have like whatever it is there's a whole bunch of stuff that that is at play that you know we have to start saying, well, what is it that you love? What is it, you know, and like, I don't know. It's like Mr. Rogers. I just feel like everybody just needs to be more like Mr. Rogers. Really? Is yeah. that how you feel like when you're in there and you're talking to these people? Yeah. I just always think of that, um, the song, like it's mm-hmm. you I like. and Yeah. It's weird though, because I know from my personal experience, I have that same feeling about when I talk to other people who are struggling, mm-hmm. I just feel like I want to say, to them, you're amazing. Like, here's all the things about you that are fantastic and admirable and special. But like for myself, I don't have that same (laughs) feeling. Mm -hmm. Like it's the opposite where I'm like, oh, you're a piece of trash, Suze. But all these other people are amazing. I don't know if that's a common feeling that people have. Yes, it is. Where they see the good And that's something you got to train yourself out of. You know, we work, when I work with kids and we do these, um, uh, like workshops in classrooms and stuff, we have a, a, a an assignment we do with them or a little um, intervention, whatever you want to call it, work worksheet we do that is all about being your own best friend mm-hmm. and talking to yourself like what kind of words would you say to your best friend when they were having a bad day? What kind of words would you say to your best friend if maybe they didn't do as well as they thought they were going to do? And you would never say, oh God, you're such an idiot. But we say that to ourselves all the time, mm-hmm. and we have to te- we have to like train that out of kids and, and train that out of ourselves, even as adults. That becomes the like the go to, and sometimes culturally, it's like not okay to brag, so we feel like we can't brag even to ourselves in our own heads, and we have to like kind of put ourselves down, and that's not true. Yeah, it's so hard to do, and I mean, everyone knows that feeling of like the voice inside your head is so mean to you. Yeah. Um, but you would we never call talk it the like critical that. parent. Yeah. And you'd never that say that stuff to your heads. friend. Right. Mm. And it could be especially strong if you had a critical parent. Oh, right. And so that voice lives in there. I hate that voice, Sarah. <laughs> Me too, Suze. I hate it. And right? you have to counter it with having a loving, the loving parent inside your head. All right. I'll work on it. And this loving parent is the same as a best friend. That's the same as how I say, like, like, pretend like my grandma was here. What would grandma say? Right. And we have to enjoy our accomplishments. If you get praise for something, people, like, resist the urge to bask in that 
joy of the praise or the compliment or the job well done, you know? It's like on to the next thing, got to accomplish the next. Mm -hmm. No, if you graduate and you get that degree, freaking A, take a weekend to just give yourself or longer to just be like, I am awesome and pat yourself on the back and just say, yes, I did it. And maybe give yourself the, the, you know, what do they call it? The power pose in the mirror and, you know, all of that. I came home from a presentation I did or like a really tough week I had. And as I was driving home, I was like, you did it, Sarah. And I literally patted myself on the back and I know it sounded silly, but I was like, you need to do that for yourself. You did a good job. Well, I it felt silly, but then it felt good. I mean, I'm all for that. And I feel like our listeners probably need to do that too. Well, I'm giving everybody permission. Yeah, let's all do that. To celebrate your victories just this week. See, let's do an experiment. See yeah. how you feel. Yeah. Track your self-esteem. Like they have those little little tests, I'm sure, online. You can say what like self-esteem inventory or yeah. assessment. And so give yourself a baseline like result and then practice self-love and and congratulating yourself and enjoying your accomplishments even if they're small for the whole week and then retake the test and see if your self-esteem didn't improve okay that's our whole experiments yeah (laughs) all right that's all for today then don't forget to leave us a five-star review because sarah just gave you an inspirational speech so yeah it's the least you can do and uh don't forget to subscribe and tell a friend and if things are really tough, contact a therapist and call, like, go visit, you know, your uh, your GP and and get a referral and or go to psychologytoday.com and check out the therapists available because people are there to help you. Oh my gosh, yeah, you're not alone, man. You aren't. We're all going through this together. We're in this hellscape together. All right, friends. See you next time. Bye. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Wave Podcast Network. Check out all of our shows, including the Brain Candy Podcast, I Don't Get It, Coffee Convos, and Let's Talk About It.